0: Hello, hello. We are back with another episode of the Grind Culture Detox podcast, but we're taking an interlude and we are tapping back in with the goddess. So in the last episode that I posted about the goddess, we talked a little bit about working with Egyptian goddess Sekhmet. And today we're going to learn a little bit more about West African goddess Oya from the Yoruban Pantheon, and I want to talk a little bit first about why I'm highlighting the goddess and how this might support us in our Grind Culture Detox journey. So a concept that I've been working on is what does it mean to embody sacred leadership? So a lot of the folks that I end up working with in consultations and workshops and one-on-one, one-on-one coaching, they tend to be leaders who are seeking a different way to lead. And I have been mapping out a sacred leadership philosophy that I'm going to be teaching to folks in June 2023 at the Sacred Leadership Retreat in Machu Picchu, Peru. So it's going to kick off an executive po- coaching program, which will last for three months And it's for leaders who are seeking to level up their leadership journey and work from a place of embodying the Grind Culture Detox, because sometimes it can almost feel impossible to integrate some of these wellness tools on an organizational scale in our current system. But it definitely is possible. I've done some really great work with folks to do this, and um, I'm ready to work with a larger group of people. And so the link will be below if you're interested in learning more about the sacred leadership retreat. I'm actually going to be doing a podcast dedicated to it soon where we get to talk to our tour guides and all that stuff. So I'm super excited about that. But um, essentially, the sacred leadership philosophy is one of the the tenets of it is being able to access sacred archetypes for empowerment, self-actualization and ingenuity so this concept of the goddess keys is that a lot of these goddesses live inside of our psyche because we are all connected to a collective consciousness and just like carl Jung described in a lot of his work we can access different archetypes within us to do some really amazing empowerment and healing and so really consider the goddess like each goddess that I talk about in this podcast, think about how this goddess shows up in your life. Don't think of, you know, the goddess from like an external, like, oh, that's a nice story. But really think about the ways in which these archetypes move within your psyche. And that's really gonna support you with leading from a place of power. Sometimes there's a lot of change and uncertainty in the air and you, you wonder how you're gonna make it through Well, accessing these archetypes is a very crucial element to a sacred leadership approach. So I'll be sharing more about my sacred leadership philosophy and other episodes and content. But for right now, really think about these archetypes that I present, not as something that's outside of you, but that's something that is within. And so I'm so excited to share Oya with you. She's helped me so many times in my life, and I hope that she provides some medicine and wisdom to you as well, and wishing you peace, joy, and prosperity. Peace. Welcome to another installment of The Goddess Keys, where we unlock the archetype of the goddess that resides in each and every one of us. Regardless of gender, the divine feminine wisdom is something we can all tap into to embody a more sacred form of leadership, not just in our personal lives, but also in our professional lives as well and today i am so excited to talk about a really great deity to connect with in our leadership journey which is orisha oya she is a a a goddess from the yoruban pantheon or an orisha from the yoruban pantheon Uh, moving forward i'm going to mention her more as a goddess just because um, that's more of an accessible term cross-culturally, but uh, she is known as an Orisha. And so Oya is known as the invisible Orisha. And she's not like the most popular goddess in this pantheon. So there are some other ones like Oshun and uh, Yimaya. So Oshun is the goddess of love and fertility and Yimaya is The goddess of motherhood and the waters and Oya is a little bit more invisible because she stands at the doorway between life and death so she represents the things that are often more felt than seen and so before i continue i want to do an invocation to her in honor of Oya i humble myself before the mysteries of Oya you are the goddess of the wind you are the owner of the mysteries of death you are the goddess of the tempest you are the greatest female warrior you are the breath of life so she is a warrior goddess straight up and she also embodies like a a blending of both masculine and feminine as well so her consort is the god or the orisha shango who was another warrior deity very fiery and at the same time she represents this sovereignty you know even when she's coupled she's still sovereign and she's associated with covert operations and secret activities so similarly to what the invocation stated she represents mystery. So she represents that not everything is as it seems. Change is always in the works. And she represents the destruction of the old society, making way for the new. So she's a very important deity to revere and to learn about at this time when our world and our society and our and, and our civilization is at such a time of great transition and uncertainty and a lot of times we've been taught through our society to view change as something that is bad or scary and this is why Oya is not as revered as some of the other deities because she represents the mystery of the unknown and we've been trained to see mystery as scary and that's not always so so the interesting thing about Oya is that she is also the goddess of female empowerment and the goddess of the marketplace so she rules the marketplace so when we think about economy and the ways in which there are ups and downs within the economy there's a lot of changes that happen within the economy we can make predictions about how economics will be 10 years 15 years 100 years out But the thing about Oya and the nature of change is that we're not really quite sure. We can try to plan for the future, and yet sometimes spirit has another plan for us. And Oya helps us to remember this and to lean in more to change. And a really great book to read to kind of learn more about the mysteries of Oya, I would say is The Parable of the Talents and The Parable of the Sower by Octavia E. Butler. So the main character in that book, her name is Lauren, Lauren Oya Olamina. And there is no there, there's no uh, coincidence that Octavia Butler choose, chose for this character's middle name to be Oya, because in this book, the main character has basically downloaded um, from spirit a, a new religion around god being change and i actually want to read one of the quotes from that book so um it says here we are energy mass life shaping life mind shaping mind god shaping god consider we are born not with purpose but with potential and that is from the book parable of the talents and that really speaks to the potential that change provides us with. It's unknown, we're not quite sure how things will shape out, but we do have an opportunity to shape change as the main character in this book highlights as well. And so Oya rules storms, cyclones, tornadoes, and hurricanes, and um, she can actually call forth the spirit of death or hold it back. So she is a very, serious deity to work with. You wanna ensure that you are sound in your reasoning for working with her. And when we think about death, we're really thinking about the death of cycles, the death of habits, maybe sometimes the death of relationships, things that just no longer serve our potential. She is considered a protector of women, and she is a patron of feminine leadership. So if you are a a, a female entrepreneur or a femme-identified entrepreneur, she's definitely somebody you would want to tap in with. If you have your own business or if you are making bold changes in society, working with Oya will be really supportive on your journey. Uh, Some of the the tools that she uses is the sword and the machete. And uh, some of the symbols that she, that she encompasses are, uh, is the lightning bolt, crossed arrows, and the vector. So this goes back to the fact that she does rule that wild weather, the wild weather of cyclones and tornadoes and hurricanes and really big thunder and lightning storms, right? Which a lot of times can seem scary, but they're so very necessary. Like if we didn't have those storms, then a lot of times the seeds that we utilize to kind of eat and and nourish ourselves, they wouldn't be able to be spread around. There is sometimes a necessary, there's this necessariness of, uh, you know, out with the old, in with the new. And this kind of goes back to the last talk I did on the goddess keys with um, Egyptian goddess Sekhmet. And if you haven't checked that out yet, I think that this is a really great companion to Sekhmet. You know, Oya Sekhmet, they, they're they very different, but they also kind of have this, this dark feminine energy of sometimes we got to wipe out the old to embrace the new and to evolve. And so her colors are... She, she actually it represents lots of colors, but um, her main colors are purple or dark maroon. And so, if you did want to work with her and like offer her off, um, altar offerings, you could offer her eggplant, beets, red wine, purple grapes, popcorn, and sesame seeds. Although um, I always like to encourage folks to cultivate the altar within as well, you know, our mind is the most powerful thing that we have. It's really great to surround ourselves with things and yet you can also access any of the deities mentioned in the Goddess Keys in your mind as well. And um, I'll be posting a meditation soon to connect more with the Goddess Oya, so stay tuned for that. She is an energy that can be called on to reverse luck at any moment, bringing either wealth and blessings or destruction and chaos. So this goes back to her being the goddess of the marketplace. And we think about how unstable sometimes the marketplace can be. And so this leads me into an amazing book that I've read called Antifragile, Things That Gain From Disorder. And this book is by Nassim Nicholas Talib. And when I read this book, I immediately thought of Oya. I'm like, he is talking about Oya. He never said, he never you know, talked about her per se in the book, but he definitely, I definitely saw the connection. And so he speaks of this magic of uncertainty. And so, you know, reading from Wikipedia, so uh, some a little bit of a synopsis about this book. It's a pretty lengthy book. Um, but he criticizes risk management methods used by the finance energy, um, industry. And, um, basically talks about how sometimes we can try to prepare for a financial crisis. We can try to avoid it. And yet sometimes it's through crisis that new opportunities are, are born. And so he talks about like, how can we create societies that are able to withstand difficult to predict events. And so he requires, he proposes a term called anti-fragility in systems. And anti-fragility is basically like, it's different than resilience. So when we think of resilience, it's like, okay, something bad happens and then we're able to pick ourselves up and rebuild to where we started before the bad thing happened. Well, Talib actually says that anti-fragility is some chaos happens, a crisis emerges, and you actually are able to be strengthened through that crisis and turn that crisis into an opportunity. And you actually build back better after that crisis. And that's very much what Oya represents. And so he proposes anti-fragility in systems, and basically it's the ability to benefit and grow from a certain class of random events and become better than you were before. And so he, he actually outlines that there is an illusion in life that randomness is a risk or that it is a bad thing. And it's actually not. It's actually a lot of times can be the biggest gift. And so I want you to reflect on a moment where you might've experienced a really big change that felt really scary and terrible in that moment and then looking back you're like wow that might have been the best thing for me even though at the time it seemed so scary and so disorienting um, and so leaving that with uh, leaving you with that and um, hoping that you continue to explore the goddess Oya more understanding that you know sometimes it might feel more comfortable to just kind of have peaceful environment at all times but sometimes disorder is needed and Oya is there to support you and guide you through that disorder and to see change not as a bad thing I mean even when we think about death which is sometimes can be the scariest thing for us to consider even death is is um really just a passageway on from one realm on to the next and it's a natural part of life it's something that none of us can escape and so why be afraid of it um, and so think about anything in your life currently that might need to come to an end. And instead of being afraid of this change, maybe try working with Oya to support you with navigating this change. And so um, being anti-fragile and working with change in a way that's strengths-based and that supports you in your growth is one of the tenets of sacred leadership and um, i'm going to be teaching more about sacred leadership at my upcoming retreat it's called the sacred leadership summer solstice retreat in, in peru and it takes place june 2023 we're going to be spending seven magical days in machu picchu and this is specifically dot designed for people who are seeking a new more a new more um i guess elevated form of leadership in the times that we're 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 walking into as a society. And so if you are an entrepreneur, if you're leading an organization or if you're managing an organization and you're seeking to find ways to fuse the spiritual with the professional side of yourself and you're done with compartmentalizing those parts, this sacred leadership retreat has been designed for you. So click on the link below to learn more information. And you can also check out my book, The Grind Culture Detox, Heal yourself from the poisonous intersection of racism, capitalism, and the need to produce. And I've dropped that link below as well. Wishing you so much peace, joy, and prosperity onto you until we meet again. Peace.